0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: NBA playoffs continue tonight. Conference finals in the East, Miami and Boston tied at a game apiece. So huge game three tonight. I'll get started at 7:30 our time. I have a feeling I will tune in. So I am the Twins. I am the NBA. Maybe some Stanley Cup, uh, playoff action. But uh, Miami and Boston, our old friend Jimmy Butler trying to get uh, Miami to the finals. Meanwhile, out west, Golden State and Dallas, uh, the Warriors come back from a big has said Beat Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. 42 points I believe for Luka in that game last night. Not enough, Golden State up two games to none, and that series shifts to Big D. And that'll be Sunday night at 8 o'clock our time, and that'll be part of my viewing plans. Chris Hine, joining us from the Star Tribune, covers the Timberwolves all season long and the NBA. Chris, good to visit with you. I hope all is well. Yeah, going well, Steve. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Luka Doncic, you feel like if he had a little bit more of a supporting cast... Uh, the Mavericks could be really dangerous, even though they're in the conference finals. You get the sense that they're a little overmatched with the Warriors.
2: Yeah, I, I just think it's it's an interesting matchup. Um, you know, we saw Dallas's offense and Luca just just bully Phoenix in the the final two games of that series. And with Golden State, you have a, I think a few more guys that are attuned to staying with Luca that that can that can stay with. Some of the supporting players like, uh, you know, a Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, you know, make sure that he doesn't uh, go off. You have uh, Kevon Mooney from the Warriors, who I think is having a great series. It's kind of been a revelation in some ways, uh, you know, inside for them. Um, you know, Dwight, uh, Dwight Powell, uh, you know, a couple couple times this year, he killed the Timberwolves inside, and he did nothing last night and to the point where they can't play him anymore. Maxi Kleber, same thing. 33 minutes, three points, one rebound. You know, <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie, 22 minutes. I'm looking at the box score here. Spencer Dinwiddie, 22 minutes, four points. Yeah. So I think Golden State, you know, Luka's going to get his, and they've adopted the uh, kind of kind of how they also played the Memphis series, which is, okay, Luka's going to get his, uh, kind of with John ja Morant, but we're going to shut down the supporting players, and that's how we're going to win. That's That seems to be kind of what Golden State has said.
1: Yeah, so Donchich, phenomenal, but uh, probably not at lo- enough. And in the East, Boston, um, as I said, huge game tonight. Obviously, Game 3, chance to go up two games to one. Uh, and and the Celtics right now feel like the favorite, in my opinion. I don't know how you see it, but uh, y- you got to feel like whoever emerges from the East will be the favorite in the finals. But... Uh, with, with Golden State, and the way they're playing, and Steph Curry, who knows? I think, yeah, I,
2: you know, if I had to handicap it, I think, you know, not really going out on a limb here, that we, we're we probably headed toward the Golden State-Boston finals, yep. which I think would be highly entertaining. I think it would be a close competitive series. Uh, Boston does everything well on both ends of the floor. Tatum uh, reached another level, I think, in that Milwaukee series. Um <laughs> They shoot like they did in Game Seven against Milwaukee, and they, like they did the other night in Game Two <laughs> against the Heat. Uh, you know, nobody's going to be beating Boston anytime soon. So can, can they keep that up? Uh, Miami, we'll see what what kind of adjustments they make. You know, they're they're in the Eastern Conference Finals for a reason. Uh, defensively, uh, we know that they're tough. Um, but Boston, right now, I think with just the the bevy of options and with the way their supporting cast has been playing. Uh, in and around Tatum and, and Jalen Brown. Uh you know, getting Marcus Smart back was a huge boost for game two, of course. Um I, I think that they're just a better, more well rounded team on both ends of the floor, whereas Miami <clears throat> I think could can struggle at times uh, offensively.
1: Yeah. A deep talented team in the Celtics for sure. Uh let, let's bring it home to the Timberwolves. Uh, you have a piece in the Star Tribune online at StarTribune.com about uh, changing of the guard at the top of the basketball operation uh, potentially. And this is kind of that awkward moment where you have Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez uh, set to take control of the team, but Glenn Taylor still calling the shots, and it's all about uh, Tim Connolly. Tell us more about this story and how close this is to being a done deal.
2: Sure, it seems to be uh, kind of in, in the uh, closing in on a deal here. Uh, Tim Connolly, the Nuggets president, <clears throat> is meeting with Glenn Taylor today. Uh, Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez have handled the process of trying to find and identify <clears throat> a new team president. Uh, they've aimed high in this search, and they seem to, I think, I think they found a, a guy that they like in Tim Connolly. Uh, there's a lot to like there because he's helped turn denver into a perennial playoff team around nikola jokic um, he's worked with chris finch before who was an assistant in denver um, and this is kind of the, the way the process has played out Laurie and rodriguez obviously have uh, a, an enormous amount of impact on on what's going to happen here because they are set to be controlling owners uh, in 2023 so they will have to work with whoever becomes the president you know for years going forward but for the next year and a half, that's going to be Glenn Taylor, uh, who's still the controlling owner. So Glenn has to sign off and and make the final call on any uh, potential hiring at the top of the organization here. Um, And we'll see how how this process plays out over the next day or two here. Um, But, you know, like you said, the latest is that uh, they've been talking for a while, and now it's gotten to the point where Tim Connolly is going to be meeting with Glenn Taylor today.
1: Yeah, and how how will this be structured as far as decision making goes with personnel, etc. Do, do you have a read on that yet, Chris? I mean, when a team, when
2: a team president comes in, you know, they're supposed to have you know autonomy over the roster, uh, over the coaching yep. staff, over over the front office. You know, that's their that's their domain. But you know, we'll, we'll see kind of how 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 Connolly, you know, should he get the job? Should he accept the job? Um, come, what would happen to kind of the front office if he were to come in? What would happen to the to the coaching staff? I don't think anything would happen to the coaching staff. Uh, Chris Finch is locked in for four years. Connolly and Finch, like I said, work together in Denver, so they're familiar with each other. Um, as for the front office, it's hard to say what would happen with Sachin Gupta, who's been running the show as the executive right. vice president. Um, hard to say what would happen there if he would stay on or if he would look to, to move elsewhere. Um, you know, so, so that's a little tough to say at the moment. Um, and then, you know, we have a lot of questions to ask a, a new potential president about how he feels about the roster <laughs> and the shape of the roster. Right. And it's hard to say, you know, what he might think of you know, potentially giving Crow Anthony Towns a Supermax extension or, you know, where he stands on D'Angelo Russell, you know, things like that, where we would all have to find that out, I think, as we go along.
1: So the the Timberwolves did take a big step forward, but uh, once again, there was turmoil at the beginning of the season. We kind of forget about what happened right before the start of the season. Uh, a, A major move in the front office was made, didn't seem to disrupt the, the team and they exceeded all expectation, doubled their win total, uh, pushed Memphis uh, to the absolute limit. You, you could argue uh, the, the Timberwolves probably should have won that series and and didn't for whatever reason. Uh, so so there are a lot of positives, but once again uh, with, with with the Timberwolves, uh, there, there's turmoil seeming to be lurking.
2: Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic because that, that was kind of what the, what it was at the beginning of the season. It's, it's highly unusual to fire a team president a couple weeks or a week before training camp as, as what happened with Gerson Roses. But, you know, at that point of the season, the roster was in place. Like Roses had made all the moves over the summer. The roster was in place, ready to go. The Finch was here. Um, and so it was at that point, it was just kind of, all right, well, this is the team we got regardless of who the team president is or running the show. So, you know, I think players in a way, they deal more with the coaching staff than they do the front office. And so, you know, quote unquote turmoil in the front office doesn't exactly reach the players in in the the way that, you know, you might think in the media or, or that we might think. Like their day to day lives aren't really weren't really impacted all that much. They still work with the same people on the coaching staff. You know, they still have the same responsibilities. Finch is the one that that sees them on a day to day basis. You know, not not the team president. So I think in that way they were kind of able to, to insulate themselves from you know whatever noise was happening in the front office or other parts of the organization, just focus on the basketball aspect of it. And you know, as you said, you kind of forget that that happened because once the season started going you know you you didn't really think about it too much Um, but this has always been kind of lurking in the background that they that Laurie and Rodriguez have wanted a a, a, somebody with a proven track record of building a successful franchise and you look at Tim Connolly's resume like I said over the last nine ten seasons in Denver and he certainly fits that bill of what they're looking for
1: yeah, and they have a billion-plus reasons to really care about who is in that leadership spot. A lot of money committed uh, among those partners uh, to this thing going forward. Well, Chris, always good to visit with you. Uh, w- once again, uh, we'll continue to follow that story, and uh, I- I'm sure uh, you- you'll have it uh, if Tim Connolly ultimately gets the okay from Glenn Taylor.
2: We're going to try. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. I appreciate it.
1: All right, there he is, Cruz Hein. Does an outstanding job covering the Timberwolves. Talk a little NBA uh, with uh, the conference finals underway. Once again, in the conference finals tonight, uh, Miami-Boston, 7.30 start. Tomorrow night, Golden State at Dallas. The Warriors in command up two games to none. We'll come back, check the PGA Championship leaderboard in Chile, Tulsa, Oklahoma. They're, They're having almost identical weather to what we're having here in the Twin Cities today. Temps in the 50s, cloudy and breezy. Uh, we'll, we'll get you the leaderboard, and, and you can tell the players hate it. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that in a moment here on News Talk. e 30 wcco
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.